Good morning, church. God is good. All the time. Amen. Shane, thanks for the reading. Several months ago, Ryan asked me to if I could fill in for him today. I checked my calendar and found that I could and told him yes. Gaynell found out about it and she's been a nervous wreck ever since. <laughs> 45 more minutes, honey, and you'll be back to normal. We have a comment in the audience. For your information on today's text, I use a I use the common revised lectionary for my subject matter. You say, what is that? It's it's a guide for weekly sermon material that takes you through a 36-month tour of the Bible. And the good news is that it takes you through the entire Bible. The bad news is it takes you through the entire Bible. And the reason I tell you that is it takes you through those areas that are easy and you like to do sermons on, but it also takes you through those areas that are harder to read, to discuss, and to write about, and especially write a sermon on. Today, our text is on Luke 10, 38-42, which Shane read and did a very good job. But the educational side of that is, I like the challenge that it puts before me to go through that the hard, the hard verses and the hard books because it challenges the gray matter and it puts forth the con- before the congregation a subject that's sometimes hard, hard to talk, hard to talk about. So first question of the day. First question of the day. What are you doing here today? Yes, I'm, I'm talking to you and you and you. And me, what are you doing here today? Your answer might be, what do you mean? I'm a full-blown Bible-thumping Christian. Sitting in this, how dare you ask my intention, in this beautiful architectural structure with refrigerated air and restrooms, Bibles in the pews, and yada, 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 yada. From the beginning of time, we've had those that show up so they can put a check mark by the... By by their name and say, well, we've been to worship and, and we're saved by the God in heaven. Some of this group come to worship with many things on their worship lips, such as arranging the seats, collecting the tithe, making the coffee, getting the coloring books out for the kids, sweeping the floors, anything that will keep them busy, then Go home and confess what a wonderful service it was today and probably heard very little of what went on in church. Can I get an amen? Okay, maybe I can't. Now, I'm not pointing a finger at you guys. I'm telling you a story generically. Sometimes we get our priorities shuffled. Sometimes we do it so often that it almost becomes the automatic shuffle. And you don't even know that you're doing it, yet church has come and gone and you look up and wonder, what was the service about? I know I've been guilty of that. The sermon, now the sermon is only a small part of the service, but it's the, the one time of the day 
that you and I can concentrate and focus our energies on the Lord Jesus Christ and confess that one sin we all have. Jesus, please forgive us for falling short of your glory. Now listen to our text today and see if you hear some key words, situations that I just described. Again, I'm Luke 10, 38-42. Now I use a common English Bible, a lot of NIVs, NRSVs, King James, New King James. There's just a few minor changes in the wording, but they're all, they're all talking about God. Verse 38, while Jesus and His disciples were traveling, were traveling. Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him as a guest. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to his message. By contrast, Martha was preoccupied with getting everything ready for their meal. So Martha came to him and said, Lord, Don't you care that my sister has left me to prepare the table all by myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. One thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. Now in verse 39, did you hear Mary who sat at the Lord's feet? Think about that. What do you hear? Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet. The teaching position of rabbi is sitting. A position of honor for the clergy of the day. In that time and in that culture, only men and boys sat at the rabbi's feet. Girls weren't allowed to be educated. Women in general did what Martha was doing in verse in this verse, and that is cleaning and preparing food, out of sight, out of mind, doing the job of a servant, and not causing a scene. Now, Mary might be the first lady to break through the glass ceiling that has held women back for years. But i got a few examples that you may not be aware of. Look at Sobnik Peru. Sobnik Peru. First female Pharaoh. She reigned between 1806 and 1802 BC. Queen Anne, first female ruler of Great Britain, 1702 to 1707, but that was AD. Here's one you might know Jeanette Rankin, first female member of Congress, 1916. Now think about it, she sat in Congress and didn't have the right to vote. Susan B. Anthony, you might have a coin in your pocket. Founder and first president of the National American Suffrage Association, 1869. That paved the way for the 19th Amendment. August the 18th, 1920. The 19th Amendment was passed and women gained the right to vote. It only took about 50 years to get that done. We're we're fast acting. Yes, women were awesome and continue to fight that never-ending glass ceiling. Women have fought the, since the beginning of time to be recognized as equals to their male counterpart. Mary, breaking through that ceiling, 
and boldly sitting at the feet of her Lord and listening. Boldly sitting at the feet of her Lord and listening. Next, in verse 40, Martha is busy cleaning, fixing, preparing the meal for the, for the guest. I can imagine that she got out the best dishes, the best tablecloths, the best tableware. But do you see the similarity between Martha and the folks at the church that I described earlier in the, in the sermon? So busy that she couldn't see the trees for the forest. Martha was occupied with her self-assigned duties and didn't realize the opportunities that she had before. Gaynell had a housekeeper that came every other Friday when she was working. When my wife retired, we talked about she would start doing the cleaning herself, and she asked, what do you think? Now, I may not look very smart, no comment, but I said, whatever you want to do, honey. Happy wife, happy life, right? Anyway, the house cleaner comes every other Friday. So Gaynell straightens the house on Thursday so the house cleaner won't think we live in a dirty house. Figure that out. Now gentlemen, don't think you're getting out of this light because if you change the female names to male names in the verse 38 through 42, you'll find that we are just as guilty as the ladies, if not more so. Busy, busy, not a sermon to hear or a verse to study on mine. Now, third thing I read in verse 41 is, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. Jesus is telling her that she is worried about the very things that she shouldn't be worried about. I, I know that I never worry about stuff I can't change. Never. Yeah, right. What about the congregation? Do you ever worry and know that it's futile to worry about what you're worrying about? We all do. Jesus tells us to trust. Just trust. Trust is faith. Trust is faith. Then Jesus closes the deal like a nail on the cross when He says, one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the better part. It won't be taken away from her. Jesus said, implied His message is more important than the busy work of running a household, running a city, a state, a country, a world. Jesus' message is the most important thing in the kingdom of God, and that deserves an amen. Remember, remember this, faith without works is dead faith. Faith without works is dead faith. Today, today your thoughts are important if you're thinking about Jesus and the difference that you can make in this congregation in our community, or in our world around you. Remember the words of Harry S. Truman. It is amazing how much you can accomplish if you don't care who gets the credit. Think about that one.
Your next choice is this. Are you a Martha? Are you a Mary? Now, to some degree, we need both types. Which one are you? I have to ask myself that too. Which one am I? Pray with me. Father God, thank You for this congregation, their willingness to sit and listen, their ability to hear and to, because of Your wonderful, wonderful, amazing gifts that You give us. Father, be with us today as we go through this, through this service. And Father, be with us as we go into this life. Father, we thank You for the gifts and sacrifices that Your Son made. And we say these things in His name. Amen.